Well, we will start. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time today. Would you just bless this lesson to our hearts? And it's such a wonderful story. These are true stories about real people that many, many, many years ago, and someday we'll see them in heaven. So bless this time in Jesus' name. Amen. We finished 27 with a kind of a sad thing because you remember uh, Jacob and Esau, uh, Jacob deceived his brother and stole his birthright and his, his um, blessing. The birthright was a double portion of the father's estate. If, so if they had a birthright, that was the firstborn son, he got a double portion and the blessing was he was to be the head of the household. So that's what a birthright and blessing was. So that's what Jacob got both of those things. So Jacob deceived with Rebekah's prodding and urging. Jacob stole his brother's birthright and his brother's blessing. And so uh, in verse 38 of chapter 27, Esau said to his father, Have you only one blessing, my father? Bless me, even me also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. And Esau is the father of all of the Edomites, all the Herods, in Jesus' time, the King Herod, they, they were Edomites, or from Edom, or Esau. So anyway, Esau said to his father, don't you have one blessing? And he wept. Father said, no, behold your dwelling, this will be yours. Your dwelling shall be, and Dr. Morris says, away from the fatness of the earth. So in other words, you'll just be a soldier. Behold, your dwelling shall be away from the fatness of the earth and of the dew of heaven from above. By your sword you shall live and you shall serve your brother. And it shall come to pass when you become restless that you shall break his yoke from your neck. So Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing with which his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, the days of mourning for my father are at hand. He still lived quite a ways long, a bit longer. He said, the days of mourning for my father are at hand. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. And the words of Esau, her older son, were told to Rebekah. So she sent and called Jacob, her younger son, and said to him, Surely your brother Esau comforts himself concerning you by intending to kill you. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice. Arise, flee to my brother Laban in Haran, and stay with him a few days. See, it ended up over 20 years he was there in Haran. Stay with him just a few days until your brother's fury turns away, till your brother's anger turns away from you, and he forgets what you've done to him. Then I will send and bring you from there. Why should I be bereaved also of you both in one day? And Rebekah said to Isaac, I'm weary of my life because of the daughters of Heth, the Hittites. And if Jacob takes a wife of the daughters of Heth, like those who are the daughters of the land, what good will my life be to me? So Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said to him, You shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. Arise, go to Padanaram. This would be the fertile crescent up in Syria. Go to Padanaram to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father, and take yourself a wife from there of the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. May God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you, that you may be an assembly of peoples and give you the blessing of Abraham to you and your descendants with you, that you may inherit the land 
in which you are a stranger, which God gave to Abraham. So Isaac sent Jacob away, and he went to Padamaram to Laban, the son of Bethuel the Syrian, the brother of Rebekah, the mother of Jacob and Esau. So Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him away to Padanaram to take himself a wife from there. And that as he blessed him, he gave him a charge saying, you shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. And Jacob had obeyed his father and mother and had gone to Padanaram. Also Esau saw that the daughters of Canaan did not please his father Isaac. So Esau went to Ishmael and took Mahalath, the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son, the sister of Nebajoth, to be his wife in addition to the wives he had. You can see what Esau's like. Now Jacob went out from Beersheba and went toward Haran. So he came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head, not under his head. He didn't sleep on it. He put it at his head and he lay down in that place to sleep. Then he dreamed and behold, a ladder was set up on the earth and its top reached to heaven. And there the angels of God were going up and coming down, ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give it to you and your descendants. Also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and east, to the north, and, to the, and in your seed all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to this land. For I will not leave you until I've done what I have spoken to you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place and I didn't know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place. This is none other than the house of God and this is the gate of heaven. Then Jacob rose early in the morning, took the stone that he had put at his head and set it up as a pillar or a monument and poured oil on it. And he called the name of the place Bethel. But the name of that city had been Luz previously. Then Jacob made a vow saying, if God will be with me and keep me in the way, this way that I am going and give me bread to eat and clothing to put on so that I come back to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. So really he's just telling the Lord what to do and that's not good. And this stone which I have set as a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. Now, so that way back in early in history, people have been tithing. And probably way back in early, earliest times, people gave a tenth. We remember that Abraham gave a tenth to Melchizedek when he won the war with the kings of the east. So Jacob went on his journey and came to the land of the people of the east. This would be Syria, Haran. And he looked and saw a well in the field, and behold, there were three flocks of sheep lying by it. For out of that well they watered the flocks. A large stone was on the well's mouth. Now all the flocks would be gathered there, and they would roll the stone from the well's mouth, water the sheep, put the stone back in its place on the well's mouth. And Jacob said to them, My brethren, um, where are you from? And they said, We are from Haran, or Haran. Then he said to them, Do you know Laban, the son of Nahor? And they said, We know him. So he said to them, 
is he well? And they said, he is well. And look, his daughter Rachel is coming with the sheep. Then he said, look, it is still high day. It's not time for the cattle to be gathered together. Water the sheep and go and feed them. But they said, we can't until all the flocks are gathered together. And they have rolled the stone from the well's mouth. Then we water the sheep. Now, while he was still speaking with them, Rachel came with her father's sheep, for she was a shepherdess. And it came to pass, when Jacob saw Rachel, the daughter of Laban, his mother's brother, and the sheep of Laban, his mother's brother, that Jacob went near and rolled the stone from the well's mouth, watered the flock of Laban, his mother's brother. Then Jacob kissed Rachel, lifted up his voice, and wept. And Jacob told Rachel that he was her father's relative and that he was Rebekah's son. So she ran and told her father. Then it came to pass when Laban heard the report about Jacob, his sister's son, that he ran to meet him and embraced him and kissed him and brought him to his house. So he told Laban all these things. And Laban said to him, Surely you are my bone and my flesh. And he stayed with him for a month. Then Laban said to Jacob, Because you're my relative, should you therefore serve me for nothing? Tell me, what should your wages be? Now Laban had two daughters. The name of the elder was Leah, and the name of the younger was Rachel. Leah's eyes were delicate, but Rachel was beautiful of form and appearance. Now Jacob loved Rachel, and he said, I will serve you seven years for Rachel, your younger daughter. And Laban said, It is better that I give her to you than that I should give her to another man. Stay with me. So Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed but a few days to him because of the love he had for her. Then Jacob said to Laban, Give me my wife, for my days are fulfilled that I may go into her. And Laban gathered together all the men of the place and made a feast. Now it came to pass in the evening that he took Leah, his daughter, and brought her to Jacob, and he went into her. And Jacob gave his maid Zilpah to his daughter Leah as a maid. So it came to pass in the morning that, behold, it was Leah. And he said to Laban, What is this that you've done to me? Was it not for Rachel that I served you? Why then have you deceived me? Had he ever deceived anybody? <laughs> so he's, what goes around comes around. And whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. And Laban said, It must not be done so in our country to give the younger before the firstborn. Fulfill her week. This means just a one week not a year or seven years, just a week as we know it. And we will give you this one also for the service which you will serve with me still another seven years. Then Jacob did so and fulfilled her week. So he gave him his daughter Rachel as wife also. And Laban gave his maid Bilhah to his daughter Rachel as a maid. Then Jacob also went into Rachel and he loved Rachel more than Leah. And he served with Laban still another seven years. So he served 14 years for both of them. And when the Lord saw that Leah was unloved, or hated is the word, and it really means it's hated, uh, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. So Leah conceived and bore a son and called his name Reuben. For she said, The Lord has surely looked on my affliction. Now therefore my husband will love me. Then she conceived again and bore a son and said, Because the Lord has heard that I am unloved, he has therefore given me this son also. And she called his name Simeon. She conceived again and bore a son and said, Now this time my husband will become attached to me because I have borne him three sons. Therefore his name was Levi. Then she conceived again and bore a son and said, 
Now I will praise the Lord. Therefore she called his name Judah, which means praise. Then she stopped bearing. Now when Rachel saw that she bore Jacob no children, Rachel envied her sister and said to Jacob, Give me children or else I die. And Jacob's anger was aroused against Rachel. And he said, Am I in the place of God, who has withheld from you the fruit of the womb? So she said, Here is my maid, Bilhah, go into her, and she will bear a child on my knees, that I also may have children by her. Then she gave him Bilhah, her maid, his wife, and Jacob went into her, and Bilhah conceived and bore Jacob a son. Then Rachel said, God has judged my case, and he has also heard my voice and given me a son. Therefore she called his name Dan. And Rachel's maid Bilhah conceived again and bore Jacob a second son. Then Rachel said, With great wrestlings I have wrestled with my sister, and indeed I have prevailed. So she called his name Naphtali. When Leah saw that she had stopped bearing, she took Zilpah her maid and gave her to Jacob his wife. And Leah's maid Zilpah bore Jacob a son. Then Leah said, A troop comes. So she called his name Gad, which means troop. And Leah's maid Zilpah bore Jacob a second son. Then Leah said, I am happy, for the daughters will call me blessed. So she called his name Asher. Now Reuben went in the days of the wheat harvest and found mandrakes in the field and brought them to his mother Leah. Then Rachel said to Leah, Please give me some of your son's mandrakes. It's supposed to be a sort of aphrodisiac to help people bear children. But she said to her, Is it a small matter that you've taken away my husband? Would you take away my son's mandrakes also? And Rachel said, Therefore he will lie with you tonight for your son's mandrakes. When Jacob came out of the field in the evening, Leah went out to meet him and said, You must come in to me, for I have surely hired you with my son's mandrakes. And he lay with her that night. And God listened to Leah, and she conceived and bore Jacob a fifth son. And Leah said, God has given me my hire because I have given my maid to my husband. So she called his name Issachar. Then Leah conceived again and bore Jacob a sixth son. And Leah said, God has endowed me with a good endowment. Now my husband will dwell with me because I have borne him six sons. So she called his name Zebulun. Afterward, she bore a daughter and called her name Dinah. Then God remembered Rachel and God listened to her and opened her womb. And she conceived and bore a son and said, God has taken away my reproach. So she called his name Joseph. And she said, The Lord shall add to me another son. And it came to pass, when Rachel had borne Joseph, that Jacob said to Laban, Send me away, that I may go to my own place in my country. Give me my wives and my children, for whom I have served you, and let me go. For you know my service, which I have done for you. And Laban said to him, Please stay, if I have found favor in your eyes. For I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for your sake. Then he said, Name me your wages, and I will give it. And Jacob said to him, You know how I have served you, and how your livestock has been with me. For what you had before I came was little, and it's now increased to a great amount. The Lord has blessed you since my coming, and now when shall I also provide for my own house? So he said, What shall I give you? And Jacob said, You shall not give me anything. If you will do this thing for me, I will again feed and keep your flocks. Let me pass through all your flock today, removing from there all the speckled and spotted sheep and all the brown ones among the lambs. 
and the spotted and speckled among the goats, and these shall be my wages. So my righteousness will answer for me in time to come, when the subject of my wages comes before you. Everyone that is not speckled and spotted among the goats and brown among the lambs will be considered stolen if it's with me. And Laban said, Oh, that it were according to your word. So he removed that day the male goats that were speckled and spotted, all the female goats that were speckled and spotted, everyone that had some white in it, and all the brown ones among the lambs, and gave them into the hand of his sons. Then he put three days' journey between himself and Jacob, and Jacob fed the rest of Laban's flocks. Now Jacob took for himself rods of green poplar and of the almond and chestnut trees, peeled white strips in them, and exposed the white which was in the rods. And the rods which he had peeled, he set before the flocks in the gutters, in the watering troughs, where the flocks came to drink, so that they should conceive when they came to drink. So the flocks conceived before the rods, and the flocks brought forth streaked, speckled, and spotted. Then Jacob separated the lambs and made the flocks face toward the streaked and all the brown in the flock of Laban. But he put his own flocks by themselves and did not put them with Laban's flock. And it came to pass whenever the stronger livestock conceived that Jacob placed the rods before the eyes of the livestock in the gutters that they might conceive among the rods. But when the flocks were feeble, he did not put them in. So the feebler were Laban's and the stronger Jacob's. Thus the man became exceedingly prosperous, and he had large flocks, female and male servants, and camels and donkeys. Now Jacob heard the words of Laban's son, saying, Jacob has taken away all that was our father's, and from what was our father's he has acquired all this wealth. And Jacob saw the countenance of Laban, and indeed it wasn't favorable toward him as before. Then the Lord said to Jacob, Return to the land of your father's, and to your kindred, and I will be with you. So Jacob sent and called Rachel and Leah to the field to his flock and said, I see your father's countenance, that it isn't favorable toward me as before. But the God of my father has been with me, and you know that with all my might I have served your father. Yet your father has deceived me and changed my wages ten times, but God did not allow him to hurt me. If he said thus, the speckles shall be your wages." Then all the flocks bore speckled. And if he said, The streaked shall be your wages, then all the flocks bore streaked. So God has taken away the livestock of your father and given them to me. And it happened at the time when the flocks conceived that I lifted my eyes and saw in a dream, and behold, the rams which leaped upon the flocks were streaked, speckled, and gray spotted. Then the angel of God spoke to me in a dream, saying, Jacob, and I said, Here I am. And he said, Lift your eyes now and see. All the rams which leap on the flocks are streaked, speckled, and gray-spotted, for I have seen all that Laban is doing to you. I am the God of Bethel, where you anointed the pillar, and where you made a vow to me. Now arise, get out of this land, and return to the land of your kindred. And then Rachel and Leah answered and said to him, Is there still any portion or inheritance for us in our father's house? Are we not considered strangers by him? For he has sold us and also completely consumed our money. For all these riches which God has taken from our father are really ours and our children's. Now then, whatever God has said to you, do it. 
Then Jacob arose and set his sons and his wives on camels, and he carried away all his livestock and all his possessions which he had gained, his acquired livestock which he had gained in Padanaram, to go to his father Isaac in the land of Canaan. Now Laban had gone to shear his sheep, and Rachel had stolen the household idols. Now see, they were idolaters, evidently. So Rachel stole the household idols that were her father's. And Jacob stole away, unknown to Laban the Syrian, in that he did not tell him that he intended to flee. So he fled with all that he had. He arose and crossed the river and headed toward the mountains of Gilead. Then Laban was told on the third day that Jacob had fled. Then he took his brethren with him and pursued him for seven days' journey. And he overtook him in the mountains of Gilead. But God had come to Laban the Syrian in a dream by night. And God had said to him, Be careful that you speak to Jacob neither good nor bad. So Laban overtook Jacob. Now Jacob had pitched his tent in the mountains, and Laban with his brethren pitched in the mountains of Gilead. And Laban said to Jacob, What have you done that you've stolen away unknown to me and carried away my daughters like captives taken with the sword? Why did you flee away secretly and steal away from me and not tell me? For I might have sent you away with joy and songs, with timbrel and harp. That's unlikely, isn't it? And you did not allow me to kiss my sons and my daughters. Now you have done foolishly in so doing. It is in my power to do you harm. But the God of your father spoke to me last night, saying, Be careful that you speak to Jacob, neither good nor bad. And now you have surely gone, because you, you greatly long for your father's house. But why did you steal my gods? Then Jacob answered and said to Laban, Because I was afraid. For I said, Perhaps you would take your daughters from me by force. With whomsoever you find your gods, do not let him live. In the presence of our brethren, identify what I have of yours, and take it with you. For Jacob did not know that Rachel had stolen them. And Laban went into Jacob's tent, into Leah's tent, into the two maids' tent, but he didn't find them. Then he went out of Leah's tent and entered Rachel's tent. Now Rachel had taken the household idols and put them in the camel's saddle and sat on them. <laughs> and Laban searched all about the tent, but didn't find them. And she said to her father, Let it not displease my Lord that I cannot rise before you, for the manner of woman is with me. And he searched but didn't find the household idols. Then Jacob was angry and rebuked Laban. And Jacob answered and said to Laban, What is my trespass? What is my sin that you have so hotly pursued me? Although you have searched all my things, what part of your household things have you found? Set it here before my brethren and your brethren, that they may judge between us both. These twenty years I have been with you. Your ewes and your female goats have not miscarried their young, and I have not eaten the rams of your flock. That which was torn by beasts I did not bring to you. I bore the loss of it. You required it from my hand, whether stolen by day or night. There I was, in the day the drought consumed me, and the frost by night, and my sleep departed from my eyes. Thus I have been in your house twenty years. I served you fourteen years for your two daughters, and six years for your flock. And you have changed my wages ten times. 
unless the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac had been with me, surely now you would have sent me away empty-handed. God has seen my affliction and the labor of my hands and rebuked you last night. And Laban answered and said to Jacob, These daughters are my daughters, and these children are my children, and this flock is my flock. All that you see is mine. But what can I do this day to these my daughters or to their children whom they have borne? Now therefore come, let us make a covenant or an agreement, you and I, and let it be a witness between you and me. So Jacob took a stone and set it up as a pillar. Then Jacob said to his brethren, gather stones, and they took a stones and made a heap, and they ate there on the heap. Laban called it Jigar Sahadutha, but Jacob called it Galid. And Laban said, this heap is a witness between you and me this day. Therefore, its name was called Galid, also Mizpah. Therefore, because he said, may the Lord watch me. See how they use this. May the Lord watch between you and me while we're absent one from another. But in the context, may the Lord watch between you and me. We're both cheats. <laughs> may the Lord watch between us when we are absent one from another. If you afflict my daughters or if you take other wives besides my daughters, although no man is with us, see, God is witness between you and me. Then Laban said to Jacob, here is this heap and here is this pillar which I have placed between you and me. This heap is a witness and this pillar is a witness that I will not pass beyond this heap to you and you will not pass beyond this heap and this pillar to me for harm. The God of Abraham, the God of Nahor, the God of their father, judge between us. And Jacob swore by the fear of his father Isaac. Then Jacob offered a sacrifice on the mountain and called his brethren to eat bread. And they ate bread and stayed all night on the mountain. And early in the morning, Laban arose and kissed his sons and daughters, blessed them. Then Laban departed and returned to his place. So Jacob went on his way and the angels of God met him. When Jacob saw them, he said, this is God's camp. And he called the name of that place Mahanaim, which means God's camp. Then Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau, his brother, in the land of Seir, the country of Edom. So he's an Edomite. And he commanded them, saying, Speak thus to my lord Esau. Thus your servant Jacob says, I have sojourned with Laban and stayed there until now. I have oxen, donkeys, flocks, male and female servants, and I have sent to tell my Lord that I may find favor in your sight. Then the messengers returned to Jacob, saying, We came to your brother Esau, and he's also coming to meet you, and 400 men are with him. So Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed, and he divided the people that were with him and the flocks and the herds and camels into two companies. And he said, if Esau comes to the one company and attacks it, then the other company which is left will escape. Then Jacob said, O oh God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, the Lord who said to me, return to your country and to your kindred, I will deal well with you. I'm not worthy of the least of all the mercies and of all the truth which you have shown your servant. For I crossed over this Jordan with my staff, and now I have become two companies. Deliver me, I pray, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau. For I fear him, lest he come and attack me and the mother with the children. For you said, I will surely treat you well and make your descendants as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. 
So he lodged there that same night and took what came to his hand as a present for Esau, his brother. Here's what he's going to send as a present for Esau. 200 female goats, 20 male goats, 200 ewes and 20 rams, 30 milk camels with their colts, 40 cows, 10 bulls, 20 female donkeys, and 10 foals. Then he delivered them to the hand of his servants, every drove by itself, and said to his servants, Pass over before me and put some distance between successive droves. Then he commanded the first one, saying, When Esau, my brother, meets you and asks you, saying, To whom do you belong and where are you going? Whose are these in front of you? Then you shall say, They are your servant Jacob's. It's a present sent to my lord Esau. And behold, he's also behind us, Jacob is. So he commanded the second, the third, and all who followed the drove, saying, In this manner you shall speak to Esau when you find him. And also say, Behold, your servant Jacob is behind us. For he said, I will appease him with the present that goes before me. And afterward, I will see his face. Perhaps he will accept me. So the present went on over before him, but he himself lodged that night in the camp. And he arose that night and took his two wives, his two maidservants, and his eleven sons and crossed over the ford of Jabbok. And he took them, sent them over the brook, and sent over what he had. Then Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. And when he saw that he didn't prevail against Jacob, the man touched the socket of Jacob's hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, What is your name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, Your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God. So who is he wrestling with? Jesus himself. So your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked him, saying, Tell me your name, I pray. And he said, Why is it that you ask about my name? And he blessed him there. And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. Just as he crossed over Penuel, the sun rose on him, and he limped on his hip. Therefore, to this day, the children of Israel do not eat the muscle that shrank, which is on the hip socket, because he touched the socket of Jacob's hip in the muscle that shrank. Now Jacob lifted his eyes and looked, and there was Esau coming, and with him were 400 men. So he divided the children among Leah, Rachel, and the two maidservants, and he put the maidservants and their children in front, Leah and her children behind, and Rachel and Joseph last. Then he crossed over before them and bowed down the ground seven times until he came near to his brother. But Esau ran to meet him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him, and they wept. And he lifted his eyes and saw the women and children and said, Whose are these with you? And he said, The children whom God has graciously given your servant. Then the maidservants came near, they and their children, and bowed down. And Leah also came near with her children, and they bowed down. Afterward, Joseph and Rachel came near, and they bowed down. Then Esau said, What do you mean by all this company which I met? And he said, These are to find favor, so that you won't hurt me. These are to find favor in the sight of my Lord. 
But Esau said, I have enough, my brother. Keep what you have for yourself. And Jacob said, no, please. If now I've found favor in your sight, then receive my present from my hand, inasmuch as I have seen your face, as though I had seen the face of God, and you were pleased with me. Please take my blessing that is brought to you, because God has dealt graciously with me, and because I have enough. And he urged him, and he took it. Then Esau said, Let us take our journey. Let us go, and I will go before you. But Jacob said to him, My Lord knows that the children are weak, and the flocks and herds which are nursing are with me, and if the men should drive them hard one day, all the flock will die. Please let my Lord go on ahead before his servant. I will lead on slowly at a pace which the livestock that go before me and the children are able to endure until I come to my Lord in Seir. And Esau said, Now let me leave with you some of the people who are with me. But he said, What need is there? Let me find favor in the sight of the Lord. So Esau returned that day on his way to Seir. Uh, the seer, and I've written in my Bible, and you might want to write it in your margin. Seir is at the southeast end of the Dead Sea. That's where Esau's property was. Then Jacob journeyed to Succoth, built himself a house, and made booths for his livestock. There the name of the place is called Succoth, or booths. Then Jacob came safely to the city of Shechem, which is in the land of Canaan, when he came from Padanaram, and he pitched his tent before the city. And he bought the parcel of land in which he had pitched his tent. He bought the land from the children of Hamor, Shechem's father, for 100 pieces of money. Then he erected an altar there and called it El Eloi Israel. And this Shechem was an interesting place because remember what happened there in Genesis 12, 6. Let's turn back there. This is the second. 12, verse 6. It says, Abram passed through the land when he was 75 years old and had come into the land and God had promised to bless him and make him great. But he came to the place of Shechem as far as the terebinth tree of Morah and the Canaanites were then in the land. So there would be Nephilim, the companion Bible says. The Canaanites cohabited with fallen angels and were giants in the land, Nephilim. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, to your descendants I will give this land, and there he built an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. And he moved from there to the mountain east of Bethel, pitched his tent with Bethel on the west, and Ai on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. So then he goes down to Egypt and has to say that his, his wife is really his sister. But let's read it just to refresh your mind. So Abram journeyed, going still toward the south, there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down to Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was severe in the land. And it came to pass when he was close to entering Egypt that he said to Sarai, his wife, Indeed, I know that you are a, a woman of beautiful countenance. Therefore, it will happen. When the Egyptians see you, they will say, This is his wife. They will kill me, but they will say, let you live. Please say you're my sister, that it may be well with me for your sake, that I may live because of you. So she was his half-sister. So it was when Abram came into Egypt that the Egyptians saw the woman, that she was very beautiful. The princes of Pharaoh also saw her and commended her to Pharaoh, and the woman was taken to Pharaoh's house. He treated Abram well for her sake. He had sheep, oxen, male donkeys, female servants, male, female donkeys and camels. 
But the Lord plagued Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abram's wife. And Pharaoh called Abram and said, What is this that you've done to me? Why didn't you tell me she was your wife? Why did you say she's my sister? I might have taken her as my wife. Now, therefore, here is your wife. Take her and go your way. So Pharaoh commanded his men concerning him, and they sent him away with his wife and all that he had. So he was rebuked by Pharaoh. Then he went back up from Egypt to his land, to the land of the south. So back up here where we were today. Verse 18 of chapter 33. Then Jacob came safely to the city of Shechem, which is in the land of Canaan, when he came from Padanaram, and he pitched his tent before the city. And he bought the parcel of land where he had pitched his tent from the children of Hamor, Shechem's father, for a hundred pieces of money. Then he erected an altar there and called it El Eloi Israel. Now Dinah, the daughter of Leah, whom she had borne to Jacob, went out to see the daughters of the land. And when Shechem, the son of Hamor the Hivite, the prince of the country, saw her, he took her and lay with her and violated her. His soul was strongly attracted to Dinah, the daughter of Jacob, and he loved the young woman and spoke kindly to the young woman. So Shechem spoke to his father Hamor, saying, Get me this young woman as a wife. And Jacob heard that he had defiled Dinah, his daughter. Now his sons were with his livestock in the field. So Jacob held his peace until they came. Then Hamor, the father of Shechem, went out to Jacob to speak with him. And the sons of Jacob came in from the field when they heard it. And the men were grieved and very angry because he had done a disgraceful thing in Israel by lying with Jacob's daughter, a thing which ought not to be done. But Hamor spoke with them, saying, The soul of my son Shechem longs for your daughter. Please give her to him as a wife and make marriages with us. Give your daughters to us and take our daughters to yourselves. So you shall dwell with us and the land shall be before you. Dwell and trade in it and acquire possessions for yourselves in it. Then Shechem said to her father and her brothers, Let me find favor in your eyes and whatever you say to me I will give. Ask ever so, so much dowry and gift and I will give it according to what you say to me. But give me the young woman as a wife. But the sons of Jacob answered Shechem and Hamor his father and spoke deceitfully because he had defiled Dinah their sister. And they said to them, We cannot do this thing to give our sister to one who is uncircumcised, for that would be a reproach to us. But on this condition we will consent to you. If you will become as we are, if every male of you is circumcised, then we will give our daughters to you. And we will take your daughters to us, and we will dwell with you, and we will become one people. But if you will not heed us and be circumcised, then we will take our daughter and be gone. And their words pleased Hamor and Shechem, Hamor's son. So the young man did not delay to do the thing because he delighted in Jacob's daughter. He was more honorable than all the household of his father. And Hamor and Shechem, his son, came to the gate of their city and spoke with the men of the city, saying, These men are at peace with us. Therefore, let them dwell in the land and trade in it. For indeed, the land is large enough for them. Let us take their daughters to us as wives and let us give them our daughters. Only on this condition will the men consent to dwell with us, to be our one people. If every male among us is circumcised as they are circumcised, will not their flock, their property, and every animal of theirs be ours? Only let us consent to them and they will dwell with us. 
and all who went out of the gate of the city, he did Hamor and Shechem his son. Every male was circumcised, all who went out of the gate of the city. Now it came to pass on the third day, when they were in pain, that two of the sons of Jacob, Simeon and Levi, Dinah's brothers, each took his sword and came boldly upon the city and killed all the males. And they killed Hamor and Shechem his son with the edge of the sword and took Dinah from Shechem's house and went out. The sons of Jacob came up upon the slain and plundered the city because their sister had been defiled. Then they took their sheep, their oxen, their donkeys, what was in the city and what was in the field and all their wealth, all their little ones and their wives they took captive. And they plundered even all that was in the houses. Then Jacob said to Simeon and Levi, you have troubled me by making me obnoxious among the inhabitants of the land, among the Canaanites and the Perizzites. Since I am few in number, they will gather themselves together against me and kill me. I shall be destroyed, my household and I. But they said, well, should he treat our sister like a harlot? Then God said to Jacob, Arise, go up to Bethel and dwell there, and make an altar there to God who appeared to you when you fled from the face of Esau, your brother. And Jacob said to his household and all who were with him, Put away the foreign gods that are among you. Purify yourselves and change your garments. In other words, abandon idolatry. Then let us arise and go up to Bethel, and I will make an altar there to God, who answered me in the day of my distress and has been with me in the way which I have gone. So they gave Jacob all their foreign gods which were in their hands, all their earrings which were in their ears, and Jacob hid them under the terebinth tree which was by Shechem. And they journeyed, and the terror of God was upon the cities that were all around them, and they didn't pursue the sons of Jacob. So Jacob came to Luz, that is Bethel, which is in the land of Canaan, he and all the people who were with him. And he built an altar there and called the place El Bethel, because there God appeared to him when he fled from the face of his brother. Now Deborah, Rebekah's nurse, died, and she was buried below Bethel under the terebinth tree. So the name of it was called Alam Bakuth. Then God appeared to Jacob again when he came from Padanaram and blessed him. And God said to him, Your name is Jacob. Your name shall not be called Jacob anymore, but Israel shall be your name. So he called his name Israel. Also God said to him, I am God Almighty, El Shaddai. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall proceed from you, and kings shall come from your body. The land which I gave Abraham and Isaac, I give to you and to your descendants after you. I give this land. Then God went up from him in the place where he talked with him. So Jacob set up a pillar in the place where he talked with him, a pillar of stone, and he poured a drink offering on it and he poured oil on it. And Jacob called the name of the place where God spoke with him, Bethel. Then they journeyed from Bethel. And when there was but a little distance to go to Ephrath, Rachel travailed in childbirth, and she had hard labor. Now it came to pass when she was in hard labor that the midwife said to her, Do not fear, you will have this son also. So it was as her soul was departing. So she died in childbirth, for she died that she called his name Benoni, but her father called him Benjamin. So Rachel died and was buried on the way to Ephrath, that is Bethlehem. 
And Jacob set a pillar on her grave, which is the pillar of Rachel's grave to this day. Then Israel journeyed and pitched his tent beyond the tower of Eder, that's near Jerusalem. And it happened when Israel dwelt in that land that Reuben went and lay with Bilhah, his father's concubine, and Israel heard about it. Now the sons of Jacob were twelve. The sons of Leah were Reuben, Jacob's firstborn, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Zebulun, and the sons of Rachel were Joseph and Benjamin. The sons of Bilhah, Rachel's maidservant, were Dan and Naphtali, and the sons of Zilpah, Leah's maidservant, were Gad and Asher. These were the sons of Jacob, who were born to him in Padan Aram, or in Syria. Then Jacob came to his father Isaac at Mamre, or Kerjath Arba, which is Hebron, where Abraham and Isaac had sojourned. I've written in my margin, there are three funerals recorded in this chapter, Deborah, Rachel, and Isaac. So the days of Isaac were 180 years. So Isaac breathed his last and died and was gathered to his people, being old and full of days. And his sons Esau and Jacob buried him. Now this is the genealogy of Esau, who is Edom. Esau took his wives from the daughters of Canaan, Ada, the daughter of Elon the Hittite, Aholabama, the daughter of Ana, the daughter of Zibion the Hivite. So these are all Canaanite wives. And Basimath, Ishmael's daughter, sister of Nebajah. Now Ada bore Eliphaz to Esau, uh, and Basimath bore Rule. And Aholabama bore Jeush, Jalem, and Korah. These were the sons of Esau who were born to him in the land of Canaan. And it's also recorded in Job chapter 2. Then Esau took his wives, his sons, his daughters, and all the persons of his household, his cattle, all his animals, and all his goods, which he had gained in the land of Canaan, and went to a country away from the presence of his brother Jacob. For their possessions were too great for them to dwell together, and the land where they were strangers could not support them because of their livestock. So Esau dwelt in Mount Seir. Esau is Edom, or Mount Seir, or the Edomite. And this is the genealogy of Esau, the father of the Edomites, in Mount Seir. Now these names, these were the names of Esau's son, Eliphaz, the son of Adah, the wife of Esau, and Ruel, son of Basimath, the wife of Esau. And the sons of Eliphaz were Teman, Omar, Zepho, Gatam and Kenneth. See, these sound just like Arab names. The Temanite. Job was one of these. He was from Teman. So in the book of Job, you can read that. Now, Timnah was a concubine of Eliphaz, Esau's son, and she bore Amalek to Eliphaz. These were the sons of Adah, Esau's wife. So Esau had Eliphaz, and Eliphaz had Amalek, who was the first one to come out when, when Moses led the children of Israel, Amalek came after them. And so he hated the descendants of Jacob. These were the sons of Ruel, Nahath, Zerah, Shammah, Mizah. These were the sons of Basimath, Esau's wife. These were the sons of Aholabama, Esau's wife, the daughter of Anah, the daughter of Zibion. And she bore to Esau Jeush, Jalem, and Korah. These were the chiefs of the sons of Esau. The sons of Eliphaz, the firstborn son of Esau, were Chief Teman, Chief Omar, Chief Zepho, 
and Chief Kenaz, Chief Korah, Chief Gatam, and Chief Amalek. These were the chiefs of Eliphaz in the land of Edom. They were the sons of Ada. These were the sons of Ruel, Esau's son, Chief Nahath, Chief Zerah, Chief Shammah, Chief Mizah. These were the chiefs of Ruel in the land of Edom. These were the sons of Basimath, Esau's wife. And these were the sons of Aholabamah, Esau's wife, Chief Jeush, Chief Jalem, Chief Korah. These were the chiefs who descended from Aholabamah, Esau's wife, the daughter of Anna. And these were the sons of Esau, who is Edom, and these were their chiefs. These were the sons of Seir, the Horite, who inhabited the land. These would be a Canaanite, Horite. Lotan, Shobal, Zibian, and Ana, Dishan, Ezer, Dishan. These were the chiefs of the Horites, the sons of Seir in the land of Edom. And the sons of Lotan were Hori, Lemem, Lotan's sister was Timnah. Timnah we're going to meet again. These were the sons of Shobal, Alvin, Manahath, Ebal, Shepho, and Onam. These were the sons of Zibion, both Aja and Ana. This was the Ana who found the water in the wilderness as he pastured the donkeys of his father Zibion. These were the children of Ana, Dishon, and Aholabama, the daughter of Ana. These were the sons of Dishon, Hemdan, Eshban, Ithran, and Cheran. These were the sons of Ezer, Bilhan, Zavan, and Achan. These were the sons of Dishan, Uz. There was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, Job 1. And so this is, the, this is the family of Job. These were the sons of Dishan, Uz and Aaron. These were the chiefs of the Horites, Chief Lotan, Chobal, Zibion, and Anad. Chief Dishan, Chief Ezer, Chief Dishan. These were the chiefs of the Horites, according to their chiefs, in the land of Esau, in Esau or Seir. Now these were the kings who reigned in the land of Edom before any king reigned over the children of Israel. So the Edomites had kings before David or Saul was king over Israel. Here were the names of the kings. Bela, the son of Beor, reigned in Edom. Now Balaam the son of Beor. Do you suppose it's the same Balaam, the son of Beor? The donkey that spoke? <laughs> Bela, the son of Beor, reigned in Edom, and the name of his city was Dinhaba. So Balaam's father then was Esau. And when Bela died, Jobab, the son of Zerah of Basra, reigned in his place. When Jobab died, this isn't the same Job, Husham in the land of the Temanites reigned in his place. And when Husham died, Hadad, the son of Bedad, who attacked Midian in the field of Moab, reigned in his place. And the name of the city was Avith. When Hadad died, Samla of Masrechah reigned in his place. And when Samla died, Saul of Rehoboth by the river reigned in his place. When Saul died, Baal Hanan, the son of Achbor, reigned in his place. And when Baal Hanan, the son of of Akbor died, Hadar reigned in his place, and the name of his city was Pa. His wife's name was Mehedabel, the daughter of Matrid, the daughter of, of Mezahab. And these were the names of the chiefs of Esau, according to their family, their places, by their names, Chief Timnah, Chief Alva, Chief Jetheth, Chief Aholabama, Chief Elah, Chief Penan, 
Chief Kinez, Chief Teman, Chief Mibzar, Chief Magdiel, and Chief Israim. These were the chiefs of Edom according to their inhabitations in the land of their possession. Esau was the father of the Edomites. So that's the end of the history of this family. Now Jacob dwelt in the land where his father was a stranger, in the land of Canaan. This is the genealogy of Jacob. Jacob, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brothers, and the lad was with the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought a bad report of his father, an honest report, but they were doing something wrong. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all of his children because he was the son of his old age. He also made him a tunic of many colors. He was his wise son. And some say that um, the son of his old age means in Hebrew, his wise son. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all of his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. Now Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told it to his brothers, and they hated him even more. So he said to them, Please hear this dream which I have dreamed. There we were, binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. Indeed, your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my sheaf. And his brothers said to him, he was only 17 when he told his older brothers this, Shall you indeed reign over us? Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Then he dreamed still another dream and told it to his brothers and said, Look, I've dreamed another dream, and this time the sun, the moon, and the eleven stars bowed down to me. So he told it to his father and his brothers, and his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall your mother and your brothers indeed come to bow down to the earth before you? And his brothers envied him. But his father kept the matter in mind or stored it away. Then his brothers went to feed their father's flock in Shechem. And Israel said to Joseph, Are not your brothers feeding the flock in Shechem? Come, I will send you to them. So he said, Here am I. And he said to them, Please go and see if it's well with your brothers and well with the flock. and Bring back word to me. So he sent him out of the valley of Hebron, and he went to Shechem, 15 miles that was a 15-mile walk. Now a certain man found him, and there he was wandering in the field. And the man asked him, saying, What are you seeking? So he said, I'm seeking my brothers. Please tell me where they're feeding their flocks. And the man said, They have departed from here, for I heard them say, Let us go to Dothan, 25 miles north. Let us go to Dothan. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them in Dothan. And when they saw him afar off, even before he came near, they conspired against him to kill him. Then they said to one another, Look, this dreamer's coming. Come, therefore, let us now kill him and cast him into some pit, and we'll say some wild beast has devoured him. We shall see what will become of his dreams. But Reuben heard it. He's the oldest. He knew he'd be held accountable. Reuben heard it, and he delivered him out of their hands and said, Let us not kill him. And Reuben said to them, Shed no blood, but cast him into this pit, which is in the wilderness, and don't lay a hand on him. So Reuben thought that later he might deliver him out of their hands and bring him back to his father. So it came to pass, when Joseph had come to his brothers, they, they stripped Joseph of his tunic, the tunic of many colors that was on him. Then they took him and cast him into a pit. 
and the pit was empty. There was no water in it. And they sat down to eat a meal. They lifted their eyes, and look, there was a company of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead with their camels, bearing spices, balm, and myrrh on their way to carry them down to Egypt. So Judah said to his brothers, What profit is there if we kill our brother and conceal his blood? Come, let's sell him to the Ishmaelites, and let not our hand be upon him, for he is our brother in our flesh. And his brothers listened. The Midianite traders passed by, so the brothers pulled Joseph up, lifted him out of the pit, and sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 shekels of silver. And they took Joseph to Egypt. Then Reuben returned to the pit, and indeed Joseph was not in the pit. He said, The lad is no more. Where shall I go? So they took Joseph's tunic, killed a kid of the goats, dipped the tunic in the blood. Then they sent the tunic of many colors, and they brought it to their father and said, We have found this. Do you know whether it's your son's tunic or not? And he recognized it and said, It's my son's tunic. A wild beast has devoured him. Without doubt, Joseph is torn to pieces. Then Jacob tore his clothes, put sackcloth on his waist, and mourned for his son many days. And all his sons and all his daughters rose to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. And he said, I will go down into the grave to my son in mourning. Thus his father wept for him. Now the Midianites had sold him in Egypt to Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh and a captain of the guard. And we'll start in chapter 38 next week and see what happens to him down in Egypt. God is with him. <laughs> you know the story, but it's fun to read it over and over again. Lord, we thank you for this wonderful stories in the Old Testament of real people that we will see someday. And Lord, we ask that you bless each one here, bless our families. If anyone's sick, we just pray that you might put your healing hand upon them. And we just ask that you would bless each one in Jesus' name. Amen.